This episode of Tend Her Wild is being sponsored by Revival in downtown Iowa City. Revival is a woman-owned apparel and clothing store for women with a curated selection of new and used vintage clothing. A place where a group of badass ladies can help you own your own personal expression no matter the budget. Revival is independently owned and operated by Sheila Davison, who is a fierce advocate for women's health rights. We love you, Sheila. Inspired by the question, we ask each of our guests, we partnered with local jewelry designer Made Community to create a special earring design called the Door Collection. You can find these pieces in store or online at Revival, Iowa City this season. Which door did you go through to become a wild woman? You can wear the earrings that match that. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Hello, Tinder Wild listeners. Kate and I are here today talking about the very important topic of how women can continue to show up for women. Yeah. Kate, this was sort of, um, you get these beautiful fire ideas and you text me or call <laughs> me like, we have to talk about this. Yeah. So, so tell me for you what prompted uh, this conversation today. There was a beautiful image that came out. Yeah. So I watched the Golden Globes this year. And then afterward, and I noticed it at the time, but it just kind of let the moment, you know, go. And then it became a meme after the Golden Globes of Jamie Lee Curtis, who had this such a powerful reaction to her co-star Michelle Yeoh winning a Golden Globe for everything, everywhere, all at once. And it was literally the image when they called her name of Jamie Lee Curtis standing behind with her arms, you know, and her fists up and just this look of like sheer, um, excitement. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. And it was for another woman. And so, um, it was on Instagram. I think there's a t-shirt now and it's kind of become, I've seen these comments of like, let's show up this year for women this way. Like, let this be the beginning of, uh, consciousness and how we're showing up for one another. So I was telling you about it because I, I feel like coming off this past year that has been difficult as a woman, um, especially in our country, I feel like this is an opportunity for us to be more conscious in, in how we are championing other women yeah. in our lives. And not just, sometimes we quietly champion. We're like, oh, good for her. Jamie Lee Curtis was, was like, like loud. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so how can we be louder in how we're doing that? And, um, and really lifting one another up because the wave of that to me is going to help push this yeah. kind of wave of feminine rising. Uh, and can I just say, I have always loved Jamie Lee Curtis and years ago, I remember her doing something with body 
I mean, she's written children's books, mm-hmm. but she also did something about showing her aging body without any uh, brush ups. And she's like a renegade man. She is. she is like she's an ultimate wild woman. She is an ultimate wild woman, and like not afraid to push some some boundaries right. and be so real, right? And she's and for done Hollywood that. star to be like, let me just show you what I look like naked yeah. without airbrushing and yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I do. Cause you're like, it was kind of shocking at the yeah. time. And, um, yeah, she's pushing the boundaries yeah, on a lot of levels. So and great. I, I wonder so much, you know, she's been very, she's, you know, still, still talks about kind of being stunned at the moment. Um, she says, and kind of it becoming a symbol. Mm. Um, so it was a very natural moment for yeah. her, which I also love. There was, and it was her champion, not only another woman, but a woman of color. Yes. Who her speech, you should watch her speech uh, when she accepted the Golden Globe, too, and what it was like starting out mm. um, as an immigrant in Hollywood. And, and so, yeah, it was just an all around great moment that I realized I want to take something from. I want to I want to act differently because of that moment. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's what we want to dig into today mm-hmm. is how can we as women continue to be really, um, not only like I, like you said, like what you said, not a silent champion of other women or just saying something kind to them, but being actually more vocal, more out there, more public about really championing other women. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I am just coming off of a retreat in Guatemala for seven days with 29 women. And so this topic feels really close because um, retreat is always powerful and healing and transformative. And this one felt especially transformative for many reasons. I think it was all women. We were in this very feminine retreat space on what they called the feminine side of the lake. We were on this lake at 5,000 feet. Um, There was all kinds of elements of um, energy and intention that were set up in this space. And so there's a lot of, we could just say, feminine energy healing going on. But one of the things that I'm most aware of is that um, this group gelled together in such a quick way of like support and love and encouragement and non-judgment. And then we basked in that for seven days. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the true healing element. So that's what I want to kind of break down, at least my perception of what yeah. happened. It'd be so beautiful to have some another woman on here talking about it. But it was truly a week of women showing up for women, women showing up for the feminine, women showing up for their own feminine, for others' feminine. It was so powerful. But whenever I start retreat, I always am very conscious about creating um, a safe container. And actually, one of the participants has cracked me up. She goes, Betsy, can you use a different word besides container? container. She's like, it feels like we're going to the container store. And it's like <laughs> plastic Tupperware. And Tupperware and stuff you put in your closet. And I was like, God, that is such a good point. So she's like, what about vessel? We're creating a vessel. She's like, that could be artistic and beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, that's so good. 
But creating that safe vessel, or we could even call it like a womb space where we can all grow in. And I always start by just like verbalizing some ground rules. Mm-hmm. One of the ground rules is that this is confidential and, you know, tense things we talk about stays here. Another ground rule is um, I usually often base it on the four agreements by yeah. Don Miguel Ruiz, um, a book. And one of the ground rules is don't take anything personally. So people are going to have stuff they're working through. And if they ignore you or something is going on, don't take it personally. So we all agreed to that. Another one is be impeccable with your word. So if you're feeling something, express it, speak it out, right? Um, And another thing I really sort of set as a ground rule is that if you're being challenged by something, and you most likely will, because these are deep healing retreats, so your stuff starts to surface and you move it through. And, you know, there's sort of like an arc that happens. Yep. We always talk about that at the start. Like you get here, does. you're kind of shaking off the stress. Then about day two or three, you start to break down and the yep. tears come and and then you move into a different space and then you prepare to go home. So we talk about that arc. Mm-hmm. But one of them is if you're having a challenge with someone, speak to them directly about it or come to me and speak to me about it and then we'll talk with that person but none of this like side talk none of this like going back to your roommate and being like oh my gosh so and so is driving me nuts because I think that's one of the most insidious Mm -hmm. things that break down group dynamics and break down relationships and so it's like I just say it once and then this magical week unfolds where everyone is kind to each other and there's no clicks and people sit with different people at dinner every night and there's no pushing away of someone, right? It's like just all embracing and every woman at the end is like, this was like one of the most powerful weeks. I have community. I feel seen. I feel heard. What just happened? Right. One of the women said to me, I was bullied continually as a child. I was continually pushed out of groups. I've never trusted women. This was the best week of my life Mm. because everyone loved me and accepted me. I could be fully myself. I could be big and wild and I could tell jokes and I could be loud and people loved me. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, having experienced this for myself, it, it really is. The first time I think a lot of us have an experience where we can truly be ourselves and we can see the beauty in each other in a way that there's no jealousy or fear or um, it's it is a completely beautiful, authentic space. And I think setting the expectations from the beginning. Yeah which I know you always do and we've done in some of our retreats together creates even hearing that for women. It's like, Oh, we can do that. We, yes. we could have a space where we don't actually talk about one another or, you know, it, it's, um, it doesn't happen. No. In other places. It doesn't no. happen at work. It doesn't happen. The PTA, it doesn't yeah. happen in these other group settings that we're part of. Um, so Um, I hope that, and I I do feel like those experiences then make you more conscious when you come into other groups Mm -hmm. and you come back into your life of like what you're willing to be part of and not be part of anymore. Right. 
Yeah. So it's sort of like there is a safety factor that gets established. Like it's safe for me to be me. It's Mm -hmm. safe for me to show myself. It's safe because no one's going to judge me for it. No one's going to criticize me for it. No one's going to talk about me. And so there's a freedom to step into just your truth. And then the exhilaration, the spaciousness, the joy, the expansion that comes with it. It's sort of like, I didn't know this. And so I'm feeling like so grateful for a week like that. But then now I've been back like five days and then you contract back into culture and life and you're like, oh, I don't want that. How do you hold on to it? How do you hold on to it? But also the awareness that those same agreements, those say that mm-hmm. same vessel that you created isn't here and why isn't it? And can we start to shift and change that? Right. So what we kind of said we were going to talk about today is what prevents us from being able to live in that more authentic way on a regular basis in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things you and I talked about is what I would term, and I'm sure there's many terms for this, but sort of the shadow feminine or the dark feminine. And these are the qualities of the feminine energy that are potentially devastating for us. And that is jealousy. Mm -hmm. That is gossip. That is envy. That is competition. Scarcity. Scarcity mindset. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Criticism. And these things, especially as women, and this is the other thing, women have had a lot of wounding from other women. So you throw women in a group of 29 people, and if you have been wounded by your mother or your sister or your best friend or the mean girls in high school, it's really scary to be open and authentic with women and exposed. So, so setting that groundwork of like, Hey, we we're accepting, we're not going to talk about each other. We're going to keep things confidential, right? Mm. We're going to show up with compassion. We're not going to take anything personally is like such a gift. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, it really is. Um, yeah. And you can, you can visibly see shifts in people because in the beginning, even like day one, you're like, is this really is that possible? Right? Is it possible to have a group of women that can act that way, respond that way, be yeah. that way? But by take two or three, and then the best is the end. Ugh. When you look around and you see you see the changes in people's eyes and the and just the lightness that people have at the end. Um, and then the relationships that formed sometimes between some of the most unlikely Duos, yeah, yes. or trios, yeah. or yeah, um, and the the beauty of that, and like what that teaches us about like what the assumptions we make and the mm-hmm. stories we tell people in our heads about like, well, this is what she's about. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you really. So the process is very internal when you go on retreat for sure, but the group dynamic too is incredibly powerful because yeah. it's it's also how do we exist with others and how do we yeah respond and. And as women, we are social creatures. And so inherently, 
well, we're all social creatures, not even just women. We're all social creatures. But uh, so many women said to me, I didn't know how much I need a community. Mm -hmm. I need more of this. I need more conscious community. And so there's something, you're right, like uh, our work is always internal. But when we do it amidst other people doing their internal work, there's something like synergistic about it. There's something like it, it's, it's a more powerful process. Like you're, you're working on your stuff, which is different than uh, the person next to you working on their stuff, but because you're doing it together in the same space, it just adds to the heat, the power, the, the crucible. And we all have transformation. It's like this realization that there's no one immune. It never goes away. People, you have stuff for the rest of your life, you know, and that's what we have in common. Yeah. And that, and so, yeah, you start to have a lot more compassion for people. Yeah. Um, when you realize everybody is dealing with something. Absolutely. Even if you don't know exactly what, because it's not like on retreat, everyone shares everything that they're dealing with. Um, but you can sense it. You can yeah. sense that people are having shifts and, you know, letting go of things. And, and so I think there's also this, like you said, a synergistic thing that happens as people let go. It gives permission for other people to let things go. And yeah. it's like, it's like there's a, um, like, an, like you said, kind of an evolution of this, that the power of community kind of makes the process go quicker. Yeah, faster. Yeah. I agree. Where, you know, I mean, you and I have talked, I mean, you know, there there's all sorts of ways to do your own work. And, and we've experimented with lots of them as individuals. and But retreats, you know, holding that space, and it's not possible for everyone I know. It's not easy. It's... It's, you know, there's a cost. There's all these things that, that make it difficult. Um, but it is an opportunity if you're able and, and you can make that happen in whatever way is just really holding that space, even if it's in town or, yeah. you know, sometimes there's Zoom retreats, you know, but just holding space for yourself. Yeah. So it's not just one hour every couple of weeks, right? It's it's a concentrated time yeah. to really tune into yourself, which yeah. we don't often give ourselves. Agreed. Agreed. So as we think about women showing up for women, yeah, we're not all going to be on retreat and you can't be on retreat indefinitely because it's yeah. also it's as not, much as you want. <laughs> it's, you know, the reentry and the reengaging in life is, I think, really where it's all where it all comes. Why we do it is mm-hmm. so that we can reengage in our life in a different way. But how do we as women I mean, I have a couple ideas and I'd love to pick your brain on it about how we keep showing up for women. And one of the first things that for me comes up is the avoiding of gossip or talking about other people. And it's such a currency for women. It's sort of like um, there's a there's a real bonding that can come when you talk about so and so. And you're like, oh, I've been feeling that, too. It's sort of like it's a it's a quick way to bond, but it's such a false way to bond. Mm -hmm. Because it's talking about someone else, like right. bond by talking about yourself with another person. Right. But it's, it's avoiding that. Uh, right. That can be it's hard. Not, it's not. To be vulnerable with someone. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's easier, easier to talk about someone else and bond through that. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, I, and someone on the retreat said this, because someone said, it's so nice to know that like, there's not gossip here. And one, another woman said, yeah, I have been really conscious about whenever there is gossip, I try to walk away. I just try not to be a part of it anymore. 
I either shut it down or I just remove myself from the situation. And I just am really inspired by that because I don't think it's going to keep happening. It's very human. But how, like, you, like, how does, how does it feel in your body, Kate, when you're around? Oh, I get uncomfortable. Yeah. And even if I don't say a word, but I'm like witness to it and I'm part of the conversation, I feel kind of complicit in it. Yeah. And I feel sort of like, yeah, like like dirty or like, yeah, I take a shower or something. Um, So I often try to change the subject now or Mm -hmm. I, I try to be, to model like something else or, um, and, but you know, I'm it's still, it's, a, I'm a work in progress We're too, all a work in progress. but, um, but I am more conscious of it for sure. Um, and you know, we were talking about sometimes gossip stems from envy mm-hmm. and jealousy. And I, I understand now that there's a difference between those two words, which I mm. never knew. Yeah, tell us about that. So, and this is from our friend, Brene Brown, who, understands all these emotions and is able to like put it in a term in terms that like creates light bulbs for me. But, um, envy is between two people and wanting something they have. Mm. So a lot of women it's envy and, um, it's really information if you're feeling envious of another woman. Okay. So wait a second. Envy is always just between two people. So it'd be someone looking at Kate, you and being like, Oh, I wish that I had the freedom to quit my job and start my own company. Yeah. And I actually had someone reach out to me about that. And I said, fascinating. Yeah. And they were honest with me. And I said, well, I think that's information for you. It's time for you. So they were envious of you. Yeah. Because it's something they wanted for themselves. They want it. So when we're envious of someone, it's just giving us content or information about what we want. And that's so good because as women, it's actually very hard sometimes for us to articulate what we want. Correct. So you can use your envious feelings towards someone else as like a guidepost for like, wow, there's something in their life that I want in mine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then jealousy is actually between three people. And it's fear, I know, it's fear of losing something you already have to someone else. Mm. So jealousy is more about fear. Okay. So and jealousy is something that often comes forward, maybe like in partnerships, like I'm jealous because you seem to be talking to your coworker all the time. Um, So it's more more of a, it's like a triangulation triangulation thing. Mm -hmm. So someone being envious of your career, they're not jealous of your career because it's just two people. Right. They're envious. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I know. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. I, I thought so too. And so much of, you know, women showing up for each other, if you have an envy feeling or you're envious of something, I think it sometimes prevents us from showing up and championing each other. Bingo. So... Which ties into the scarcity mindset, this idea that there's not enough to go around. There's not enough jobs. There's not enough money. There's not enough men. There's not enough opportunities. And so when we see a woman who has what we want, we feel envious because we believe there's no way we can have it because she's already got it. Whereas that scarcity, Mm -hmm. like The idea, the abundance mindset is that there's more than enough to go around. There's so many opportunities. There's endless opportunities. There's endless resources. Like there's so much out there. 
And so it can be sometimes that shift in perspective from scarcity to abundance. Right. And Brene says we, we are wired to compare ourselves. Yeah. We're wired for envy and jealousy. That's, I mean, it's, yeah. we're wired for it. It's what you choose to do with it and your acknowledgement of it and understanding of, you know, okay, what is this information telling me? And then what are you choosing to do about it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, if I just found it really empowering to think of it in a different way. Well, it reminds me of so many of the conversations we've had on this podcast about what we would call so-called negative emotions, mm-hmm. whether it's anger or fear or envy, and that we have been conditioned to believe they're bad. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, this conversation is saying, no, it's just information. And actually, it's information that's going to teach you about yourself. Right. So, like, pay attention to who you're really envious of, because that is a key to what you want in your mm-hmm. life. And now that you know what you want in your life, you can take steps, manifest it easier because you're clear on it. Right. So be grateful for that other person showing you what you want versus hating them because. Yeah, because they're they're maybe doing something ahead of when you would like to be doing something. And I, I will confess, there's plenty of times I look back in my life where I had that, those feelings Mm -hmm. and, um, wanting Usually it was career related, I would say. Um, But even, you know, I wanted children and we had trouble having children and, you know, everyone seemed to be able to get pregnant very easily. And that was hard. It was hard to watch that. I was, there was envy there, but it's because I really wanted that. That's what you wanted. Yeah. And it wasn't about the other person. I was happy for them, Yeah, but it didn't make me, it didn't make it any less like that feeling. So, yeah. That's why I love that one of those, the four agreements, take nothing personally, mm-hmm. right? Anything that anyone does to you, says to you, it's, right? about you. it's never about you, right? That's, that's probably oh. in the last year, that has been my biggest lesson. And I have shared that with my kids, with my husband. I'm like, everyone needs to know this. Take nothing personally. It is never about you. And never. I now... Like when things happen, I feel or something with another person that that hits wrong for me, I'm much quicker at at being empathetic and saying, "Wow, mm. I wonder, I wonder why that came out that way for them. They must have, you know." And I may or may not ever learn why, but I send love back instead of how dare they make me, you know, mm-hmm. feel this way and making it about me because it's yeah. not. And it's so freeing it, if you yeah. can. And I, it's a practice I have to keep practicing, Yeah, but it is very freeing. Yeah. I've been so aware of the power of projection in my own life, like how easy it is to protect, project your own internal space or feelings or chaos or overwhelm. And because you can't fully see it in yourself, you just project it onto other people. You send it to other people and then you're, you see them is angry. You see them, right? And I'm just seeing so distinctly in my own life um, how I've projected. And so then this idea of like, take nothing personally, anything that's coming at you from someone, it's not about you. Even if you've wronged them, right? (laughs) And this is a hard one, but even if you've wronged them or they've wronged you, right? The response is your response. How it hits Yes. Based on their own life experience. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, 
All right. So as we've worked through envy, jealousy, gossip, scarcity, consciousness, let's move into really like, um, I don't know, some clear, distinct ways that we can champion and show up for women. Yeah. Um, well, I will tell, I was telling you before, I woke up this morning and um, pretty early in the morning got a text out of the blue from someone who is someone I do some work with, but I've you know recently gotten to know. It's not someone that's like a long-term relationship as a, as a like a girlfriend or anything, but just out of the blue, unexpected. I was thinking of how grateful I was for you. You know, we'd run into each other and she thanked me for, you know, the moment we had, the conversation we had and just sent this beautiful message to me that was like, and I'd kind of had a crappy morning, mm. honestly, like it was uh, kind of chaotic this morning at our house. So it came at a time when I was like, oh my gosh, it just stopped me in my tracks. Mm. And like kind of reset my day. And I'm like, what a gift she just gave me. I was kind of in a crappy mood. And it was like a light switched. And I sent her a nice message back. Um, But she showed up. It did not. It was free. It did not take time. It was unexpected. And it landed in a way that like changed my whole, probably my whole weekend, actually. It's Friday. And so... I think, you know, using our words, um, I, making connections with, you know, I love, you know, phone calls. I have a couple of girlfriends. They know I'll still call them. You still call people. I still call people. You leave messages. And to me, that says, I don't just want to talk to you. I want to hear your voice. Mm. And so I, I, there are a handful of people that I still, like, I prefer that over text. So it's like my inner, inner circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, in different ways we can reach out and and um, connect with people, but also tell people, I think this magic of this message was how you make someone feel. And it just, it, it wasn't like I'd done anything or given them a gift or, you how know. But you had. But in, yeah, in yeah. A, yeah, in a different, in a different sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You had, and they saw it and felt it and reflected it back to you, which gave the gift back to you. Right. So it made me think, and I told you like, how am I, sh- how am I passing that forward then? Mm. Cause I had this and, and then I did, I sent a note to someone else. Oh, beautiful. So I think there is a, there is a way for us to kind of champion women, um, in a positive way when. And, and you get as much out of it as the person that receives. Absolutely. Well, and I love the synchronicity of this woman randomly <laughs> reaching out to you and you receiving the message at a moment in time that felt a little chaotic to you. Mm-hmm. And just receiving that message was a shift. Yeah. Which is what we can be for one another. Exactly. Exactly. What else do you think we can do? Uh... I think it's as much as, well, I love the idea of taking active approaches to literally reaching out to people, sending notes, sending messages, explicitly telling them what we see in them or what we care about in them. But I'm thinking right now too how much we can do at more of an unspoken level. 
Mm. Right. So it's like the, so you just said it's, it's like the energy we send to people that people feel and remember, not always even the words we say. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking about how many times you can be in an airport or at your kid's basketball game or at a concert or something and like see a woman walk by and have some negative judgment about her. Right. And kind of like that negative energy can get pushed Mm -hmm. towards her. So what if we were really conscious about sending positive energy to women and even the ones that kind of trigger something in us, Mm -hmm. right? Which of course, them triggering something in us is about us, not about them. Right, right. But like, if you're like, oh, look at that woman. She's always got her shit together and she's so made up and done up and whatever's coming up in you that feels judgmental. Like if you can shift it and remind yourself, like everyone is fighting their own battle within and I'm going to send this person like love and positivity. So it's like at more of a energetic unspoken level that we're just sort of beaming light and love and support to people or you see someone in the airport who's really struggling and you're not going to go up and talk to him because it feels like weird, but like you can send yeah. them something Energy. like positive. Yeah. I want to share something with you that I, you don't know what I'm going to do, but I read this this week. It's called, I love your shoes. Mm-hmm. I said your hair looked amazing, but what I really wanted to say was your energy sparks a little bit of something in mine. Your smile warms my heart. And when you laugh, I just have to laugh too. It's like a bubbling stream of fresh water running through my soul. I feel like the sun is shining on me when you're near. And when I leave you, sad as it is, I feel like I've been charged, plugged into the mains for an infusion of fizz and life. But I said, I love your shoes instead. Mm. I hope you heard what I really meant. (sighs) by Donna Ashworth. She's a wonderful poet. If you don't know her, you can look her up. But um, like how often that. do we say, I like your shoes? Mm-hmm. And that's a great coat. Yeah. We compliment those things. Often, I think we do mean, I like mm-hmm. to be around you. Like mm-hmm. there's like a... So what if we all took a little bit more risk and went one step deeper, mm-hmm. which is also what I feel like retreats do. It takes us away from the surface and we are able to really yeah. go one step deeper and say, there's just something about you that every time I see you, I just feel really energized and thank you for bringing that to the space today or yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Acknowledging, acknowledging each other's gifts too. Mm -hmm. What we all bring to the world. One of the things we, you and I just kind of decided today, which I really love is that um, at the end of every podcast, we want to take a couple minutes and just champion a woman and just say a couple lines or a little bit about why we're really grateful to this woman for what she's doing, Mm -hmm. how she shows up. And this might be women we know, this might be women who are more in the public eye. And so each of us today chose a woman that we want to champion. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your woman, Kate. So I am championing Jacinda Ardern, who is the prime minister of New Zealand this week. Um, she resigned, um, will be resigning in February and, uh, gave a speech this week and basically told all of the world that she doesn't have enough in her tank to run for reelection and she's resigning and stepping down. And for me, 
I, of course, coming off what I just uh, did as well, it really struck me at how someone in her position can normalize for others when it's time to make a change and um, has nothing to do with anything other than her, Um, what she needs, what her, you know, uh, and, and to me, that's true leadership too, in a position like her to be able to say, this is, if I can't be fully the kind of leader I want to be, then it's time for me to move on. And how different the world would be. Mm. I'm just going to say this. If people would not stay too long. Yeah. Beyond the expiration Beyond, date. yes. Innovation becomes harder. Um, cultures become more toxic. There, and, and I don't mean to say like, there are a lot of great leaders out there that, you know, do great things. But I also think if you're not in tune with yourself and honest with yourself, um, many stay too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so she shared that and she, she also shared um, about, you know, what she hopes she gave to the country um, and that she showed uh, hope I leave New Zealanders with a belief that you can be kind but strong, empathetic but decisive optimistic but focused mm. that you can be your own kind of leader one who knows when it's time to go beautiful well that's an example of the beautiful uh balance of the masculine and feminine within each of us 100 percent, soft she, but decisive yes. you know and she led that way yeah during the last five years and so especially during the the covid crisis and how she handled that with such great empathy and so um, so yeah, I champion her today because Beautiful. I think there's many of us that are wondering, is it time to go? Yeah. And maybe her most powerful move was exactly what she's doing is mm-hmm. showing the world there are, there are other ways to live and she's taking care of herself. Yep. So beautiful. How about you? Well, I want to champion a woman who I don't even know her last name. Um, her name is Wendy and Wendy, um, created the retreat center that I just spent a week at in Guatemala. She is an American woman. She created this retreat called Via Sumaya. And I'm going to put a link to it because it is such a magical place. Um, Wendy was floating around the retreat. She has had this retreat center for 20 years and she told part of her story. And of course it was a story of loss and, you know, hard, hard times and financial woes and, um, But this woman who felt very deeply that her role in life or one of the things she needed to do in life after many iterations was to be at the center of a healing sort of center. Mm -hmm. And so she created a very intentional healing space, surrounded herself with really beautiful, helpful people, both locals and healers and created a center where everything has to be boated in. And it's like, there's so many complications. There's so many challenges, a woman, a female in a foreign culture, right? Creating something. Um, I just really continue to sort of stand in awe of how does someone do this? How does someone... Mm -hmm by herself, right? Raising two kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> on her own. How does how does someone create something so beautiful and powerful 
that then creates all these reverberations of anyone who sets foot on this space and mm. comes here and then brings that back. And um, so I just really want to bow to the tenacity and, and she was this uh, like very quiet, soft healing presence. Like, you know, she's got a lot of inner strength to sort of weather this and figure out how to make something like this and then maintain it and pay all these locals. And she had all these charities set up to give money back to the, to the indigenous people. And oh, wow. like, how, how does someone do this? So I just, I was just really in awe of, again, the softness and the strength and the, mm. the vision and then the willingness to go through the day-to-day hardships of hiring and firing and um, just, and that she created such a healing space that was so transformative for me and I think for all these other women that were on this retreat. So, Wendy at Via Sumaya, I champion you. Mm. Yeah, that's great. Well, we are going... Back to Costa Rica in May. Yes, let's do a final if some of you are listening and are feeling like, yeah, I'd like to heal some of my, <laughs> well, heal, right? Heal. Get away, um, retreat, be in support, be in community. Uh, Kate and I are heading back to Nosara, Costa Rica, May 20 to 27, 2023. And I think we have four or five spots left. So there's just a handful of spots left. And um, what I will say is if right now what's coming up for you is why you can't do it, um, fear, uh, but like also some excitement, those are often the signs that like this is, it's the time. Yeah. (laughs) So usually we're a little bit terrified, like, oh. What's going to happen? Am I ready for this? I don't know if I can take time away from my kids, all of that. And I'll just say that we always come back with our cups full and new perspective. And what we bring back is so rich for those we leave behind for the week. So, so consider it. Reach out to us if you have questions. And we look forward to continuing to champion women. Women. Absolutely. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Betsy. And now the amazing singer-songwriter Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week. Stick to